This is an SJC Radio production. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to uh, episode four of Pit Stop. Today's show might be slightly shorter uh, than normal, partly because actually there wasn't much in the way of racing at the weekend, but also because uh, I've got a parents' evening afterwards, and uh, we don't really want uh, parents coming in during our broadcast and asking how Johnny's doing uh, with their history. So, <laughs> without further ado, we need to move on. What's first on the agenda, Ed? Uh, first, we have some news from the paddock. Pit lane news. Now, I understand that this week there was some very big news indeed. Yes. And something about Red... No, not Red Bull. Something about Honda. Ed, over to you. So, I think uh, last week, towards the end of the week, um, it was announced that Honda are leaving F1, uh, which means that both Red Bull and AlphaTauri don't have an engine supplier. um, And Honda are leaving after 2021 for the new reg changes, and they want to leave uh, because they want to massively reduce their carbon footprint. I was going to ask you why. That's interesting, because I, I, I thought it might have been to do with, I guess, you know, the, the current economic situation and perhaps Honda needing to yeah. save money. I thought it yeah. might be because, I don't know, Mercedes are very dominant, but it's they want, ah, they want to use their carbon footprint. Yeah. So making several uh, F1 caliber engines a week. Yes. It's okay. But, damaging but, to the And F1's not particularly an eco-friendly sport. It is not. So, um, oh gosh, don't tell me. Don't tell me they want to go Formula E, please. Does it, does it say anything um, about that? There's nothing about Honda moving to Formula E. Good. I'm, I'm you never a, know. I'm not a huge fan of Formula E. And it's Why is that? Well, um, it's okay. Don't get, I mean, part of it is because of the, the fact the cars are all identical. I know the engines are different. Uh, but the circuits, they're all sort of street circuits, they're not particularly inspiring. But what I think what's slightly frustrating is a lot of the manufacturers, such as Porsche and Audi, have left, you know, series that, that I love watching, like the World Endurance Championship. They've left that, and they've gone to Formula E. So Formula E seems to be attracting all the major manufacturers, a formula which I personally don't follow, and it's leaving the series that I do follow slightly shorter manufacturers. Yeah. Um, so that that's, so it's all to do with being green. Yeah. Right. And just okay. to add, if yeah. Honda can't find a new engine supplier yeah. at Mercedes or Ferrari, they have to go to Renault. Sorry, if Red Bull can't find. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, they and, have to go to Renault. And, and I, 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 read, I heard the other day that 
Renault, under the Concorde agreement, are obliged mm-hmm. to supply them with, with an yeah, engine. Yeah, because they have the least customers on the current grid. Yeah. So even though, I mean, Renault probably don't want to supply Red Bull because they okay. fell out. Yeah. Um, they would be forced to do so. They'd have yes. no choice in that. Joe, you want to add something to this that? This isn't just Red Bull being affected by this. Yes. Also, Alpha Tauri, yeah. obviously. Yes. Minor team under Red Bull, or they're the, also going to get affected. A minor by team who, who won the race, of course. This year. Yeah. They're very good for a minor team. Yeah. It is. They're a, they're a, I wouldn't say upper midfield, but I'd certainly say well, if you, they're, not, they're not lower mid. Well, they're not lower mid. If you've won a race, that suggests upper midfield. Yeah. It is a shame because Honda, you know, have come good after that really dodgy start they had with uh, McLaren. They've come good. They're yeah. really the only competition, aren't they, for Mercedes? And they're, and they're pulling out. So we're going to be left with just Mercedes, yeah. Ferrari, and... and that Anna, is, right? maybe, I've heard a rumour, I'm not sure if it's true or not, if Aston Martin supplied their own engines. That, that, could, be, that could be false. That, that wasn't confirmed either. It was just a rumour, just, oh, putting it out there. But what happens if Aston Martin um, supplied their own uh, engines? Now, there's probably loads of logistical things that would make that not happen, but there's... The possibility. Yes. Uh, did, and you, did you read that? Yes. Okay. Um, um, Ed, sorry, do you want to say this um, whole Honda leaving F1, this could have some quite major and interesting impacts to the driver market. Um, so when Max Verstappen signed his last contract, yeah. I think last year, he was promised that with Honda, um, Red Bull could challenge Mercedes. And now, as uh, Honda are leaving F1, could we perhaps see Max Verstappen looking elsewhere for a team if he doesn't think oh, Red yes. Bull have what it takes to challenge Mercedes with a different Well, probably a Renault engine. Probably a Renault engine. We're all enough. expecting it to He's be a Renault engine. He's certainly good enough driver, yeah. isn't he? Right. Uh, okay, so there were no races, but I think, Joe, you want to update us with the driver standings. Is that yeah, right? that is correct. So, as you may probably already know, Mercedes are running away with it. That's a surprise. That's a surprise, <laughs> as um, usual. Yes. yes. Uh, so leading the leading the charge up front, Lewis Hamilton has gained two hundred and five points so far this season. And how far is he ahead of Bottas? Bottas, I'm assuming, is in second. Yeah, Bottas is second. He's surprise, on one hundred and sixty-one. And how far so are they ahead? He still leads of... him by forty-four points. Again, how far are they ahead of Verstappen, who I assume is in third? Correct. Verstappen is on one hundred and twenty-eight. Meaning that Valtteri Bottas leads Max Verstappen by 33 points. Well, I think the only point of interest here, he, okay, who's in fourth? That, that, don't tell us just guess. yet. I'm going to okay. get you to guess. But the first three are entirely predictable, as they will, as they were last year, as they will be next year and the year after and the year after. Fourth in the standings, it could be, I'm going to guess, Carlos Sainz. Okay. What are you going to go for, Ed? Who's fourth? Well, I know who it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, who is fourth in standings? Lando Norris. Is he? He's yeah. got 65 really? points. Yeah. The gap between fourth... Well, who's after him? ...and sixth is only two points. Okay, who's after him? Albon, Ricardo. And Ricardo's on 63. Oh, Albon's on 64. Gosh. Norris is on 65. Oh, I was unaware that... Because Norris got the podium in the first race, of course, didn't he? Yes. I was unaware, obviously, he's racked up some points since... I didn't know he was fourth in championship. That's interesting. Now, on a far more interesting note, going to you, Ed, yep. MotoGP current standings, because I know that before the race, when was the last race? A couple of weeks ago, uh, it was unbelievably close. Now, now Quattararo having won in Catalonia, mm-hmm. I understand he's 
Okay, so I'm assuming he's leading the championship. Um, yeah, Cotterow is leading the championship. Uh, only eight points ahead of. Um, can I guess who's second? Of course you can. I, it's going to be Juan Mir. Juan Mir must be second. Yep. Now Juan Mir has never run a motor, never ever run a MotoGP race, and he's second in the standings. And actually, a lot of people are tipping him to be world champion, but he's never ever won a MotoGP. Third place could it be Davizioso? Who's You're close, but it's not. It's not Davidson. Oh, it's going to be Miller, I suppose. No. Uh, it, uh, oh, it can't be Rins. Uh, it's, uh, oh, it's going to be Vinales. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Vinales uh, in third. Um, what about points? Give us an idea of how close they're going to be. They're going to be so pretty close. First is 108 points. Yes. Second, 100. Third, 90. Fourth, 84. Uh, fifth seventy seven, six seventy five. Right, it's certainly spread out a little because before the last race, we had about three drivers. The top three were, were within the point of each other. Yeah. As I said last week, well, I think at the moment, Quattro is probably favourite to win the championship. That probably wraps up the news for this week. Uh, what's what's next? What have we got uh, next? Now we have some test the teacher. Test. This is where I get a little bit nervous. Yeah. Because we've had some difficult questions. There was a slight issue actually with with last week's test the teacher. The second question, the slight editing hitch. With the second question, uh, but hopefully there won't be any hitches today. So, Joe, I understand you got the first question. What is it? Which Italian made his F1 debut in the 1985 Grand Prix? Well, European, European Grand Prix. Okay, I think I know the answer to this because, as I said last Test week, the teacher. Before, I was actually at the 1985 European Grand Prix. Now, I think, Joe, have you got the answer there? Yes, I do. I think it was that year's Formula 3000 champion, Ivan Capelli, and I think he made his debut in a Tyrrell. Uh, am I right? That is correct. Excellent. Nice. Very good. Okay. Very, very good. As you're just going back to the question I struggled with a few weeks ago about the, the, the driver who made his debut in the Brabham. That, of course, was Stefano Modena. He was that year's. Stefano Modena was the 1987 Formula 3000 champion, and as a result of that, he made his debut in the Australian Grand Prix, which was the last race of the season. It always used to be the last race of the season. It was always held at Adelaide, a much better circuit than Albert Park. Much, much better. Right, uh, another question? Two more here. Are there, two. are there two more? Okay. I thought there was one more, but okay, two more. What have we got? Which new circuit with an old name yeah. joined the Grand Prix calendar in 19? 19- 84. Yes, I had to sort of think about this a little bit. I mean, my, my first question, I think, was I think, I, you know, you saw it's 84, not 83, because it was 83, it would have been Spa Francorchamps. Now, 84, well, actually, I think you'll find it was the European Grand Prix of that year was held at, was held at the Nürburgring. Uh, it's the Nürburgring, isn't it? And that's the debut of what we call the new Nürburgring. And I, I remember that quite well because I remember, oh, I, th- I think I, I can remember being on. Uh, on a coach after a rugby match and uh, I think it was BBC BBC Sport or whatever and they were talking about uh, Nicky Lauder going back to the Nürburgring and I thought at the time that's a silly question they said oh will Nicky Lauder be nervous about racing at the Nürburgring again I thought that's a bit daft because his crash in 76 was on the Nordschleife the race in 84 was on the new Nürburgring it's a completely different track so I thought the 14 year old me thought that is a daft question the only thing they have in common is the name being Nürburgring. The tracks are completely different. Why would you be nervous about racing on a brand new modern track? 
Yes. So that was a bit of a silly question. Are there any more questions? You said there was yeah. one more. Okay. Final one. Yeah. On which circuit can the Donnier curve be found? Well, I, I know the answer to this because actually, uh, Ed, you're from. I'll tell you what, I don't need to answer this because I think Ed knows the answer. Ed, I, what is the answer? I, do, I do know the answer. I know um, you like these corners. It's, these corners. it's Suzuka, isn't it? It is. It is. And yes. the, the Donnier curve, let, let, let's add some detail here. I'm pretty sure that's a double right hander. Yeah. Isn't it? After the long yeah. spoon. No, 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 not spoon. Uh, curve. There's a long left hander. Yeah, you come out of the S's and there's a long, long, a long left hander. And the Dania curve. Are we sure about that? It's definitely right, Joe, that yeah, one. Yeah, that is correct. I'm just trying to work out what the name yeah. of that long left hander is. Uh, that might come to me later during um, the show. I'll shout it out if I remember it. The spoon curve is, is further out. Yeah. Further out. You there's a long left hander. That I might shout that out. In, in the lesson. Um, Joe, do you want to say something? Is over to you? Yep. So next up is normally what's your favourite, but now what race would you most like to go to? Right. Okay. I, I have to go, because I always go last. Joe's saying I have to go first on this. Now, um, listeners may or may not know that, you know, in, in a normal year, um, I spend, you know, my summer holidays going to motor races, going abroad. Um, and this year I was hoping to go, well, I've been, I've been, I have been to this circuit to Catalina before, but I was hoping to go to the MotoGP there. So at the moment, what race would I like to go to most? It will be the MotoGP at the circuit to Catalonia. Turn one, grandstand seat, turn one, because I've actually been in the turn one grandstand and thought at the time this would be a fabulous place to watch the MotoGP from. That's where I want to go. That's where I'm going to watch it from. And hopefully that will happen next year. So for me, Catalonia, Turn 1, MotoGP, the atmosphere would be unbelievable because in Spain, MotoGP is secondary to football in popularity. Joe, over to you. What, which, now you, okay, what, what about you, Joe? You reckon this is easy for you to answer? For me, yes. it is. Or what is it? Mine would be the F1 Grand Prix. Where? Singapore. Oh, Singapore. Friend of mine, funny enough, a friend of mine has been to the Singapore Grand Prix. He was working out there and he, I think he watched it from Turn 1. Why, why? Why, why, why? That I don't know the... I think for me, yes. there's something about any type of sport being played under lights when it's yeah. dark. I think it's just amazing. Yeah. Like uh, day-night test matches. Yeah. Um, football, I love rugby in the dark. The Singapore okay. Grand Prix. I also like the Bahrain Grand Prix. Yeah. I think that looks really good. Uh, the liveries look amazing. It's well, they do. Uh, the, the, the lights do make the liveries look good. And it's a good, it's a, uh, it's a good circuit as well. It's quite a fast circuit. It's a challenging circuit. Can, can I come in there and just say this? I think... I completely disagree with you here, Joe, that the idea of a street circuit is you can see the buildings. Yes. The issue I have with Singapore is you can't see the buildings. You can't see the backdrop. Uh, I actually, I've seen some sort of, I think, some support races which have been held during the day. And it's really interesting seeing all the buildings. And, the and part, Sand Bay Hotel. Yeah, and part yeah. of the circuit goes over the water and what have you. think, well, this is really, this is very, very watchable. So my, my point is this, if you're going to have a street circuit, you don't run it at night where you can't see the interesting buildings. Also, it's um, daft. Very humid, very hot in the day. Uh, that's the yeah. reason, but also be television times as well. But personally, I think it's daft. Oh, I, I think I like it a bit that bit more because it's in the dark. <laughs> you agree to disagree, but that's yes. okay. And Ed, which race would you like? Um, for me, it's... I would have said Singapore, but you I can't think say that. it's a... Okay. It's a Despite the fact it's a great track, um, amazing scenery and all that. I Which think you can't see. 
Which you can't. <laughs> you obviously can't. They're lit up, sir. They have electricity. Yeah, but you can't see the backdrop. You can't see the village. <laughs> okay, Ed. Um, I, I think I'd have to say Monaco. Oh yes, yeah, Monaco. Um, oh well, we well we, we know somebody who's been to Monaco Grand Prix. Do we? Ollie. Yeah. Perhaps we'll have to get Ollie in next week and tell us about it. That'd Let's bring Ollie in next yes. week and he can tell us about the Monaco Grand Prix. He's been there. Great. Yeah. Let's do that next week. Exactly. Brilliant. Well, excellent. That's good, isn't it? Joe, you want to say something else? Up next is Miss Fleming's A to Z. This week it is C. Mrs. Fleming's A to Z of motorsports. Now, C is difficult, actually. C is difficult. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first on this? I'll go first. Ed, you go first. What um, is your C? For, for me, my C is Cops. Um, right, that's good. Pretty iconic corner, I'd it is. say. It's it is. Silverstone. It is. Um, pretty much, I think it's taken flat in these new 2020 it, cars. Uh, yeah, it, it would be. Which is pretty incredible. It is. I'll tell you what, if you ever go to Silverstone, um, the best place to watch is the outside of Cops, the entry into Cops. So I went last. I was last at Silverstone in August of last year, round one of the World Endurance Championship, the Le Mans cars. My brother and I went to the outside of Cops to watch the, you know, the Toyota Le Mans cars, the Rebellions qualifying. You would not believe the speed at which they go around that corner. It literally defies the laws of physics. And I've been watching race cars for many, many years, and literally you're stood there with your sort of your mouth open in, in complete disbelief. It is unbelievable. How fast they, 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 they go around there. Um, ex- excellent choice. I have a slight issue. The issue I have with cops when it comes to racing, when people overtake your cops, it's, it's, they always run out wide. Yeah. And I, I, again, it's this limit track limits. It's cars going off the circuit. And, and at cops, they probably go off the circuit more at cops than they, than they do any other corner. What's the simple solution to that? There's something they could do. Well, they could have gravel or sand traps, as I call them. They could have a strip of grass. Put a strip of grass there. Anybody who goes out wide... Slows down immediately. Slows down immediately. At the moment, everybody runs wide at cops. Same Um, sort of thing at Parabolica at Monza. Yeah, yeah. put a strip of grass there, for goodness sake. Gets rid of all that complete nonsense. Um, See, you want to go next, Joe? Yeah, I'll go next. Yeah. Uh, my C, I've gone with a triple C, not a triple, sorry, double okay. C. Double C, I'm interested in this. Circuit de Catalunya. Well, wow, what a good choice. Why have you chosen that? Uh, I just think it's a flowing circuit. It is flowing. Like uh, well, 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 when you say it's flowing, are we talking about the Formula One layout? Uh, uh, no, you, I think I prefer the MotoGP yeah, layout. I yeah, don't like the last. Yeah, that, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. I won't you rant about how terrible the end of the okay. circuit is. Okay. I won't do that, honestly, not this week. Uh, but the first part is excellent, and that I love that. The first two sectors, I think, I think are good. I love that uphill S turn love, one, yeah. two, yes. three. The long right hander turn three. Yeah, it's great. I, I love Spain. I love yeah. I, I think it's a it's a great circuit. Um, yeah, I, I can't fault it apart from the Mickey Mouse chicane. Okay, now I, I, I was there. Was it last year? Was it the year? I think it was last year. I was Catalonia. Um, so I wasn't at a Grand Prix, I was at uh, around the European Le Mans series. Um, great track to go to. Do what's slightly disappointing? There wasn't much in the way of food outlets. Yeah. There weren't that many food outlets. And the burgers were a bit dodgy, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, great circuit. I'm sure for the, you know, when I go there for MotoGP, there'll be a lot there. The there. food provision will be much, much better. better. So fingers crossed, I'll, I'll go there next year. 
Oh, it's me now, isn't it? So yeah. it is. I had to think about this because there aren't many C's in in, in, in motorsport. Um, I've come up with, you'll, you'll know this, the corkscrew. Yeah. The corkscrew. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, Jay. Do you know what the corkscrew is? Um, if, if you play your, your you know, the, 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 the video games, it is probably it's probably the most famous corner in the world, actually. It's a, a circuit called Laguna, La, Laguna Seca. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. And the corkscrew. It. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I, I said it, it, it's, it's that. It's that. It's a downhill chicane. It's very steep. It's yes, very steep. I have raced that. Because I didn't what, know it was called the corkscrew, but I have raced what, it. What you'll find is when you watch television, the television tends to flatten things out. Yes. So I've been to racetracks where well, television looks quite flat. It actually is quite steep. Tour de France makes what, it look like they're not going up in the tour. Well, I know. <laughs> but the corkscrew looks steep on television. The corkscrew looks, looks steep on television. If it looks steep on television, you know it's going to be extremely steep uh, in real life. In real life. So it is... Probably the most well-known corner path. It probably is. The, in fact, I think even Top Gear. They, that's something yeah, the I think screen. Jeremy Clarkson uh, did a segment of Laguna Seca. Oh, wasn't he, he trying to beat his, he, his computer game Yeah, he game did a time. lap time of Laguna Seca on like, a PlayStation yeah. and then went to the track, yeah. drove the same, I think it was a Honda NSX, yeah. and tried to beat his time, which of course he didn't. He didn't. There we go. That's another C to do with motorsport later there, sir. What's that? Clarkson. <laughs> Clark, not sure about Clarkson. I mean, Clark, we should Jim Clark? Jim was, Clark. Uh, it's too late now. It's too late. <laughs> Maybe another day we'll talk about Jim Clark. Okay, uh, moving on. What's next? What's next, Ed? Uh, now we have some What's On. What's On? There isn't it. Well, last week there was nothing on apart from World Superbikes and British Superbikes. Uh, this week there's not, there's very little in the way of um, car racing, but. Is that? Yes. Yeah, the iPhone GP at the Nova Are you sure? There is, yes. I, iPhone this weekend. I didn't know that. Because I checked online and I. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I, prediction, my usual prediction uh, first Hamilton, second Bottas, third Verstappen. Oh, you steal that from everyone. Uh, that's the same for every single race. <laughs> okay, Joe, what are you going for? No, you forced me to do something different. Well, you can you, you can go the same. I'm, I'm, I'll go Hamilton. Well, you can just shuffle them around. Hamilton slightly. first. Yeah. Bottas, go on, he's spun okay. out, he has an engine. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. Just trying to mix it up. Yeah. Uh, P2, Verstappen. Yes, that could happen. P3. Well, that's interesting. Let's have a surprise. Let's have Ricardo first podium. Yeah, that's not a bad guess, actually, because he's due one. Ed? Um, I think I'm going to go in the same lines with the normal trio in. Yeah, it's very so wise, very wise. Hamilton win. Yeah. Bit of a boring option, but yeah. it's inevitable. It's likely. Uh, P2, I'm going to say. Verstappen and then P3 Bottas. Yeah, yeah. We've all gone for the Hamilton one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've got to think it's between me and Ed, actually. I, I, that, that, that's what I think. But we'll, 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 we'll come back to the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you never know. We've got that to spun out. <laughs> Ricardo's come P3 and Verstappen. Yeah. Well, you never know, because you, you, there's a good chance mm-hmm. there's going to be some rain. And, and, and that makes everything there have been some there have been some surprise uh, results at the Nürburgring. Probably the, one of the biggest in the years I've been watching F1. One of the biggest surprises was the 1999 European Grand Prix at the Nürburgring, and that was won by it was Johnny Herbert in the in the Stewart, their only ever win, and, and that was a rain affected race. And I was watching something the other day. Uh, I want to say Matt, it's Marcus Wigglehock. Made his one and only uh, 
he made his debut at um, the Nürburgring, and it was a one-off race. And I think he qualified. It was a spiker. It's going back a few years. He qualified, you know, at the back. Uh, and then on the warm lap, he he changed to wets, and then everybody else started on slicks, and then it absolutely chucked it down, and he ended up leading um, his first ever Grand Prix. He eventually crashed out. That was his, by the way, his last oh, ever Grand Prix. That's kind but of disappointing. He, he, the only Grand Prix he competed in, in a back of the grid car, he ended up leading. So what I'm saying is the rain can mix things up a bit. Right now, far more interesting, of course, is MotoGP. Far more interesting than Formula One. It's the <laughs> French Grand Prix this weekend. Uh, it's interesting because the championship leader, Ed Cotuaro, we said earlier, he's French. He's got to be favourite to win his own Grand Prix. Uh, okay, so I, I'm not. It, the circuit, I think, probably favours the uh, the Yamahas. So I'm going to go prediction. Oh, it's got to be Cotuaro for a home win. Cotuaro for a home win. You would have thought so. It's, it's, I think Yamaha will probably dominate, but you can never count out um, the Suzuki. So Mia, who always qualifies way down the grid, always comes through with his late race pace and barely finishes second or third. So Quattro for the win. Um, right. Uh, what? I think we're approaching the end of the show. I think what have we got left? We've just got... So to end off the show, we have questions and answers. Right. So I asked uh, a question last week. Uh, I said, which record did does does John Watson hold in Formula One? Do you know the answer, you two? No clue. Right, he's a bit before our time. It was had hazard, I guess. Well, it was a bit before <laughs> your time because the record was set in 1983 at right. uh, the Long Beach, the US Grand Prix West, which is a uh, Long Beach great street circuit. You think Singapore's a good street circuit? You ought to see Long Beach. Of course, Long Beach is held during the day. You can see all the nice buildings. They've got <laughs> the, the the Queen Mary Ocean Liner there. Um, classic racetrack. It's still used today for IndyCars use it. Uh, okay. Formula One stopped using it in 83. In fact, this was the last year that Formula One used Long Beach. Okay, the record that John Watson has. He is the Formula One driver who's who's won a Grand Prix from furthest back on the grid. Guess how far back he was on the grid. I'll say yeah. P20. There's, You're very close. You're very close, Ed. What do you think he I'll was? I'll say... I have seen the answer. Oh, well, shape, then but... say the answer then. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> He's 22. It was 22. 22nd on the grid. Oh, it was right. all to do with tyres. I think I think the Michelins uh, in uh, qualifying uh, weren't working. I think it was a bit cool or something. Race day was very hot. Uh, so where they you know, struggled in qualifying, the Michelins came good in the hotter conditions. And he just... You know, he drove through the entire field. There was no pace cars. There was no pit stops. Um, it was just on, on pure pace. Now, I've got a question for this week. I've got a crack of a question. But Joe, you wanna you wanna ask a question? I've got an answer an from answer. last week. Oh what's your, what's your question last week? Just for a reminder to all the listeners and maybe Mr. Bird who might have forgotten. Okay, I can't remember what the question was. Um we were talking about Le Mans last week. Oh yes, it was about me, wasn't it? How, How many did times how did I forget that? <laughs> I did find it funny. Yeah. How many times has Mr. Bird gone to Le Mans? Do you know the answer? Did no. I, have a guess, Joe. Have a guess. Ooh. You do like your Le Mans. I do like Le Mans. Um, don't take all. And they do go to lots of motorsport. I'm yeah. going to say six times. Okay, that's quite a few. Ed, I'm going to. I'll say seven. You're, you're, you're miles out. It's twenty-four. 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 Yeah, twenty-four times. And and actually, I don't go anymore because it's a bit difficult going 
and, and sort of teaching is quite difficult. So I've stopped going. I just thought 24 was an appropriate number to stop on. No, First, so you've got to round it, go 25. No, 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 because it's a Le Mans 24 hours. Ah. So 24 is the most appropriate number but to so finish you on. Stopped. But it's too difficult going from school, you see, because I, in the last few years, I was, I was being dropped off at Victoria train station at 3 o'clock on Monday morning, and they're coming straight into school. That, that's, that's no fun. Yes. And, and nowadays, I like four-star hotels. I'm not very good at roughing it. Uh, so 24 times. First went in 1989. Um, last year, the Mall Sound Straight. I've only missed a couple of years, about, about three years. I think my last event was 2015 or 2016. I think it's 2015, my, my last one. So 24 times, an appropriate number. Right, on that bombshell, I, I think that, that rounds off uh, today's show. A little bit short from normal. Um, but thankfully, no parents have arrived yet for the parents' evening. Uh, which Actually, is I can see one outside the door. You could, uh, very good. He's, he's only joking. Right, so uh, hopefully we'll get together again next week for some more motorsport-based chat. So it's good Good evening for me. Good evening, everyone. Good evening from Joe. Uh, good evening from me. This was an SJC Radio production. The writers and presenters were Mr. Bird, Joe and Ed. And this week's episode was also produced and edited by Mr. Bird. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well